The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Pedro Castellarisos. Pedro is the recently appointed CEO of Minrex Resources. It trades under the code MRR or Mike Romeo Romeo to be sure. It last traded at two cents for a market cap of $11 million. Now listeners will know Garen Perro has a particular liking for lightly capitalized explorers with good ground positions and active programs. Minrex is all that, as I'll get Pedro to fill us in on in a moment or two. But firstly, I will note that Minrex has made a big push into the eastern portion of New South Wales' Lachlan Fold Belt, home to some of Australia's biggest gold mine, mines as well as copper mines. Despite its status as a major minerals province, it remains relatively unexplored compared with the crowded WAC, which is why uh, Garen Perro sees it as uh, a very uh, attractive stomping ground for junior explorers. So let's jump into it. G'day, Pedro, and thanks for your time today. Thank you for having me. Okay. Now, Pedro, given the, your CEO appointment was relatively uh, recent, I was just wondering if it, if you could give uh, our listeners a bit of a, a background on your professional uh, history to date. Sure. Um, I've been a exploration and mining geologist for the last 25 years. I've uh, mainly uh, focused on in, in exploration in Western Australia, Northern Territory, Queensland, but I've also worked overseas. A uh, bit of my background is... I've sat on a few um, ASX listed companies and over in London, I've back in 2009, I listed my own company called Genesis Resources, ASX code GES. And since then, I've been focusing on um, predominantly uh, exploration, but I've also worked in the Northern Territory as a senior underground geologist, but I've had a lot more years in the corporate mining world. Okay, great combination of... Uh experience there for a junior that's for sure now uh, i mentioned that lachlan had become a, a major focus before jumping into the projects i was wondering what, if you could give listeners a feel for why the lachlan oh the lachlan as you stated uh, previously it's definitely a very much underexplored mineral province uh our projects where they're currently situated uh lie within the uh, lachlan fold belt now these particular areas here have got a very rich um mining history but very, very little modern-day exploration conducted over these areas. Um, historically, these areas were yielding up to two ounces of gold in hard rock, but there was a very extensive alluvial mining presence during the 1850s. But ever since that particular uh, period, there's been very little modern-day exploration done on it. So we are definitely positioned in a, a fantastic part of the eastern Lachlan Fold Belt as our exploration uh, project has hosted many significant hard rock mines with approximately over 40,000 ounces historically being mined. Uh, no one has really systematically looked at these areas through uh, modern day exploration, and we're quite excited from what we've actually seen thus far. Okay. Uh, just so uh, Lachlan Fold Belt's a pretty big uh, region, but just so 
if we can put it in a geographical sense for the listeners, uh, what are the major towns around around your projects? So the Safala Township lies on the northern boundary of our exploration licence, whereas Waddle Flats is to the south, and that more or less lies in the central part of the Safala project area. Okay. So what is, what's the background to assembling this Lachlan position? You've done uh, been doing a few deals here and there to assemble the ground position? Sure, yes. Uh, the company's definitely entered into a joint venture agreement with the uh, previous holders. Subsequent to that, we have done our own due diligence and we've recognised the fact that this whole area has very, very, very good potential to yield uh, significant uh, gold resources, uh, especially up in the northern proportion of the exploration licence with very, very little exploration done on the southern part. And we feel that based on the uh, current lithologies and the major faults and uh, major geological structures, there's a very good chance that we could yield uh, some significant resources. Mm, okay. So let's zero in on the projects. And uh, you've mentioned uh, Safala and there's Mount Pleasant Silver Copper as well. And is there another one? So if we can just run through uh, Safala first. Definitely the, the, the Safala project, like I originally said, there is been over 40,000 now of ounces of gold uh, been uh, mined historically, but we've just finished our first drilling campaign over the Walls uh, Prospect area. Um, we drilled uh, 15 RC holes, and we're hoping to get the assay results back within the next few weeks, and that's been the first dr- major drilling campaign for Minrex in the last 10 years. Right. All right. So what was the uh, 15 holes? What was the target? Uh, the target's definitely all oxidised, shallow gold mineralisation. The uh, surface assays that were that were yielded uh, last year were up to 10 grams a tonne from soils, uh, which is quite, quite significant. And we found that when we started drilling these, uh, these areas, we were finding a lot of sulphides, a lot of quartz veining, and uh, we're quite, quite excited at, as to the fact that these type of um, characteristics are found so shallow. Yeah. Um, one of the problems we see down here in Victoria is uh, people come uh, can come up with some nice hits, but there's no scale to them. Is there scale to this one? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we've just uh, basically targeted the, the central area. We've done a few reconnaissance holes to the north, but looking at the actual geological mapping, um, there is some major quartz blows to the south. Um, we're actually currently reviewing all the airborne geophysics and from the preliminary results, what we've seen so far, it's quite quite exciting. We've, uh, the geophysics are actually showing us um, unknown areas that have never been systematically tested, which are quite exciting because they have all the hallmarks of a great, great um, depositional story, which could potentially yield a significant mineralisation. So that's going to be part of our focus moving forward um, in the next few months. But also at the same time, we are looking at all the historic um, historic um, uh, prospects. And from that, we are hoping that we'll be um, producing some resources um, and marketing those areas before Christmas. Okay. Now, when we talk about Cephala, and you mentioned Wiles there, mm-hmm. uh, there are other prospects within the greater Cephala area? Absolutely, absolutely. We are currently, um, we've actually planned a small uh, drilling program which we hopefully commenced in August, September this year over the Queenslander 
prospect. Now, the Queenslander prospect, that was uh, historically mined during the early part of the century, and it yielded over 6,000 ounces of high-grade gold mineralisation. We've looked at the geophysics, we've looked at some of the historic drilling, and we're targeting um, the upper proportion of the gold mineralised areas. And on the basis of that, we should be hopefully uh, bringing a resource calculation before Christmas over that particular area. But we've still got another 800 vertical uh, metres out to the north that still remains untested. So this could be quite a significant uh, discovery for Minrix moving forward. Yeah, um, you mentioned high grade um, at, say, the Queenslander. How yep. high, high grade are we talking? Well, historically, they were mining between 15 and up to 30 grams a tonne. Uh, the historic uh, drilling has indicated that some intersections have yielded up to 52 grams a tonne of gold <laughs> mineralisation. So it is definitely a quite high um, gold-bearing uh, area. But the good thing about uh, the Safala project is the Queenslander and uh, Wiles and some of the other areas are very close to each other. So we're, we're only looking about five to six kilometres away from each of these prospect areas. So mm. based on the uh, square kilometre radius, um, these are, are very rich, um, near proximal mineralised areas which have displayed shallow mineralisation, which is a fantastic way of moving the company forward because you, if any of these ever go into production, then you're looking at a potential open-cut mining scenario. Mm. Something uh, investors are always curious about, of course, with old uh, historic gold fields is if uh, the grade was so good, why did the old-timers stop? Well, basically, the old-timers stop on the basis that if they couldn't see gold, then they couldn't mine it. Yeah, that was all, thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it was all purely visualisation. Yeah, fantastic. The, um, now, just so investors... Uh, Every time we talk about WA gold fields, uh, we all assume dead flat country. What's the country like um, around Safala? Um, it's a little bit hilly. It's a little bit challenging, but we've actually walked the ground. I came um, from uh, New South Wales about two weeks ago, and it's all doable. Um, you just have to get your access tracks in there, um, get your pads in there, and anything's possible. And you're finding the locals friendly? Absolutely, um, and this is and this is what we're gauging is that the senior management, including myself, we're actually going onto the ground, speaking to the landholders, forming a good relationship with these people, telling them every step of the way what we're doing, how we're doing it, how we're rehabbing it, uh, those areas, so they feel quite comfortable as an explorer. We are doing the right thing by them. Mm -hmm. What's the other major land use in the area? Farm, just general farming? Or? It's mostly general farming, um, a few cattle, a few horses. So they're predominantly more hobby farmers than big, massive station that you find out in Western Australia and, the, and also in the Northern Territory. Mm. Now, did I hear correctly that you might have uh, a resource at one of these uh, prospects projects uh, by year end? I think we're, we're targeting about four areas um, at this stage before Christmas. Right, okay. And given the grade, it won't take much in tonnes to come up with something uh, worthwhile for, well, what's the current market cap, $11 million market cap? Oh, it's uh, sitting around about 12, but no, it's not going to take that much uh, because what we've done is we've uh, amalgamated a lot of the historic drilling that was conducted during the 90s and early 2000s, but also, too, we've gone back in there and we've done our own drilling, our own QAQCs, we've done our own reconnaissance. So we've got a very good feel of exactly what the areas are doing on an individual prospect basis. 
Mm. Uh, you've, you've got a wide experience. I was just wondering, do you think you could replicate this sort of uh, land package in WA? If you, if you can find the land, but everything's so, <laughs> so tightly held, it's very difficult. But the thing is, with, with this particular project, if we had this project in WA, you'll be paying a lot of dollars for it. So in, in that respect, we're very, very fortunate that we've got such a good tenement parcel that we could definitely work on and add a tremendous value to. Mm, okay. Now, uh, Mount Pleasant, a silver copper project? Uh, What's Mount the story there? Oh, Mount Pleasant, um, it's a very interesting uh, project area. There is uh, gold base metals, but also uh, the actual Mount Pleasant prospect. That's a very interesting prospect. That's an actual pore-free copper tungsten molly project. Wow. Historically, there's been over 15,000 metres drilled over this, this prospect area, and that's one of the actual prospect areas that we'll bring into a 2012 jaw compliant code very, very soon. So there is a historic uh, resource well there's never been a historic resource but what we will do is bring it up to the 2012 jork resource compliant code Mm -hmm. and what's its location it's at mount pleasant is it yeah mount pleasant it's just uh north of the safala project so Mm -hmm. um if any of your readers were interested you can actually see that um our projects more or less line in a north south direction so you've got mount pleasant safala and the sunny corner tenement to the south Mm, okay. And uh, what's the drilling plans at Mount Pleasant? Uh, at this stage, we're still planning the actual drilling program, but um, at, we're targeting about between two and 3,000 metres at this stage. Right, okay. Now, um, I've mentioned WA there before. I was just wondering how it is for uh, you guys operating in New South Wales in terms of... Uh, Accessing drilling contractors, assay labs, return of uh, assay results, that sort sure, of thing. Sure, sure. Um, at the moment, we've got a contract with Strike Drilling. We've got a, a, a full-year's contract with Strike, which would entail between all three companies up to 30,000 metres of drilling. Uh, in terms of the actual labs, we have to get our samples from New South Wales to Western Australia to Nagrom because the turnover or the turnaround over in the New South Wales labs is up to eight eight to ten weeks to turn over around, whereas, right. in, yeah, so whereas in WA, it's definitely we can cut at least a month off that. Right, okay. And, uh, well, if you come up with something special here, you can get to the front of the queue anyway, so good luck on that. Well, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, you've got a, um, a very interesting package of land there in the drilling programs, active uh, exploration. I was just wondering what the cash position is. Well, currently we're holding uh, about $2.4 million. That should see us at least uh, pretty pretty close to the next 12 months. And then thereafter that, we'll be definitely looking at doing a small cap raise on the back of the success of these projects. Mm. Okay. So give us, uh, if you could, give the investors a feel for what sort of uh, news flow will look like in the coming months. News flow-wise, we are looking to hopefully, fingers crossed, to get these uh, resources all door compliant. Um, before Christmas, we've done our reinterpretation of some airborne surveys that have never been released to the public. So we've got uh, the raw data flown by various companies back in 2013. Um, we should start announcing those 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 particular results in the upcoming weeks. And um, also, too, we're looking at the actual wilds um, drilling assays coming back. So we'll start updating the shareholders 
on on that front as well. So we've got a very very busy uh, six six months ahead of us, but also a very very exciting times for us. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier that it's not a very crowded space up in the Lachlan um, uh, compared to WA. I was just wondering what if you. Not just the company's projects, but what's your general view of the Lachlan uh, in terms of, you know, say five, ten years down the track? Do you see it being uh, a lot more mines than are already there, albeit the ones that are there, are particularly big ones like Cadia and... Uh, oh, the, definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's something that the majors are currently operating in, but moving forward, if we are on the precipice of a super cycle, it's going to be a very, very crowded uh, place to work in similar to what's happening in Western Australia. So the lock and file belt, everyone's basically refocusing on the back of uh, this mineral province uh, because it's just yielded such fantastic uh, mines and very, very economic operations. So why not go back to the lock and file belt? Yeah, which you guys are doing. Um, do you have an operating base up there or are you doing it from Perth? or? Um, yeah, you? yeah, we do, we do. Um, I'm actually residing in Sydney, um, mm-hmm. so... On the, on the back of that, um, if we ever needed to be on site, then I'm only a three-hour drive away as opposed to um, our team, which are based in Perth. So with COVID now, um, unfortunately, rearing its its ugly head, it's better mm. that uh, we've got a presence in New South Wales so the exploration can still keep moving forward and still keep going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, COVID's been messing with uh, lots of things, so... Um they're very smart to have that Sydney base because you'd only be what 200 k's away from Sydney, uh, yeah. It's about 250 k's, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. And uh, just finally, um, the just so people who had followed the stock earlier, I must say that the stock has been on the rise on the back of this uh, unfolding Lachlan Foldbelt story. But for those who did follow the company a while back, the WA uh, exploration effort that's uh, pretty much in abeyance now, is it? No, no, no. We're still definitely focusing on the on the WA assets. Um, they're they're very, very good assets. So at the moment, what we're doing is we're doing a, a complete ge- geophysics review over over the Western Australian projects, but also do historically there's been a lot of work done on it. So on the basis of our geophysics review, we might be looking at doing some more ground geophysics um, in the form of IP or EM. And on the basis of those results, then we'll definitely start mobilising a drill rig out there and testing some of these targets. Good stuff. Okay. Well, there we go, folks. A uh, lightly capitalised explorer focused on the Lachlan Fold Belt, um, both gold, copper, uh, other base metals. Uh, an interesting one to watch. Lots of activity underway with results to start flowing in the uh, coming months, weeks. So with that, I'll say thanks, Pedro, for your time today and good luck with it all. Thank you so much. Thank you.